Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August 13th, 2022. Hopefully you've had a good week. Hopefully things have been moving along swimmingly, if if you will. Um, For me, myself, and I, pretty good. Some complaints, sure. You know, I always got something to bitch and moan about. But overall, I had a good week. I've enjoyed it. Things are more or less positive. And I am well, so that's good. Um, we can talk about some food, because, you know, I'd be eating. I want to start with what did I have that was probably the most interesting. Uh, actually, Little Caesars. Um, you, you guys know, if you're a regular listener, I get a lot of hate for the food that I eat. And I've noticed that a lot of people feel a way about Little Caesars. So whenever I show my little stories and it's got some hot and ready's on there, people always have something to say. Uh, this is no different, but I will say the pizza was a little different. I got uh, what they called the Fantastico Pepperini. I don't know. It's some dumb name, honestly. But essentially, they just like bake the pepperonis harder. So they're like a little bit more crispier. They do the thing where they like they round up a little bit and uh, look like little suction cup pepperonis. So I liked it pretty good. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not changing the world here. And it was a $10 pizza, but it was fine, you know, for a large pizza, you know, yada, yada, yada. Also, I got the crazy bread and the sauce as opposed to the Italian cheese bread I did last time. I was talking to a friend and I, I generally feel that apples to apples, the crazy bread is better than the Italian cheese bread. Now, you know, discuss discuss amongst yourselves and your friends, and you get back to me on what you think about that, but uh, that's my vibe on it. I feel, I mean, I'm sure I ate some other cool things uh, at work. What is it, today? We did some overtime work, and I uh, got some donuts, and I was able to maximize, which is my favorite thing to do, get the biggest things I can get. And I got this big uh, glazed like donut twist so it's like pretty much the size of a bow tie but it's like curled in on itself i don't know what how to describe it and then i also got a glazed cinnamon roll so i was happy to be made whole there and it was good but yeah food food wise has been good it's been good eats for me i need to go to the store and reload on some groceries but i'm being lazy but i'm sure i'll get around to it but let's see let's see let's see enough about me enough about the foods we can get into some news. Let's see. Let's start off with CNN World. Got some Ukraine news a little bit here. Just a little sprinkling. Seven Russian warplanes were destroyed in huge blasts at Crimean Air Base. New satellite images show. So, essentially, quick rundown on this story. It started off that there was just like this big explosion in Crimea. No one exactly knew what happened. Uh, more or less, Russia had said there was a munitions explosion and it caused this whole thing to, you know, blow up and it was just a bunch of chaos, but it wasn't from an airstrike. And I, from what I've seen and gleaned, I don't believe that even Ukraine has taken responsibility for it, but it does look like something blew up at least one of these warplanes and then it might have caused a reaction with like the munitions like in an explosion it just doesn't look necessarily from what they're they're saying and seeing from like satellite images that this was just like some haphazard accident it does look like this was you know an intentional thing 
which is big because it would most likely mean that this is in regards to the like the weaponry like the artillery that ukraine is getting they are using effectively potentially so that's good right you know um but it was just a, a little bit of an interesting thing um Zelensky has you know vowed to not just recreate like reclaim the territory that was lost in this invasion but also to really take it back you know to take back everything to get back you know Crimea like that is a big thing that is a big deal so I mean time will tell if 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 that happens but this was an interesting development you know a little bit of a highlight from the week from Ukraine I wanted to talk about um, but that's not the big news. It's not the big news. The big news that has been dominating, you know, the news cycle for the week. Um, and actually, I'm going to I'm gonna take a little early shrimp break for um, it's Donald Trump. So he's, he's, he's in the headlines, of course, you know, where he's supposed to be Mr. 45. Um, got this from CNN Politics. And just the headline here is key lines from the search warrant and receipt for... Trump's Florida home. So I'll, I'll leave you there, right, right here. Wait for me, please. And we're back, folks. Okay. All right. So I'm going to catch you up here. And then we'll get into this article. But essentially, <laughs> there was there was a raid. There was a raid on Trump's Florida home in Mar-a-Lago. It is a very big, <coughs> excuse me, ooh, ooh-wee. Uh, it is a very big estate. Mansion. Um, I put it up in the little picture thing so you get at least a, a, a visual of what it looks like. But it is this big private estate. But at the same time, it's like a resort situation. So, like, more or less, the home is his. It's for him and his family. But also, he has, like, private guests that are allowed there. And, like, there's rooms for them. So, it's just, it's a lot of room to cover. Also, I found out this week that Donald Trump has an area that he remodeled, more or less, into the office. Like, the Oval Office. They call it the 45 office. So... I mean, I was very surprised that he just kind of has this kind of estate. And it's weird, and I say surprised, because he took documents from the White House. And these documents, and it's, I think it was initially alleged, like it was like about 15 or so doc, like boxes of things that he took. The FBI said that in their search warrant that they wound up, you know, making public, which is a very odd rare peculiar thing but because of the situation at hand this being a former president and an fbi doing a search warrant raid on his premises it's a big deal and it sparked a lot of outrage controversy from the right uh, we're actually going to get into some of these like the fallout that's already taken place already in the next bump but we'll get to that but essentially they they did a raid they went in and you know, no one, like the lawyers weren't allowed in, yada, yada, yada. And they, they made a big stink about that, but that's how this works. That's just how the FBI conducts search raid or, uh, you know, raids. They, they conduct their search warrant. 
you know, you're not allowed on the premises until they're done. You sign saying that you are here, though, on the premises, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. This is what we took or what have. I don't, maybe they don't tell you exactly what they took, but that's in the warrant. Like, it's it's already on its face what they're looking for. Or, ooh, ooh, there's the donuts. Ooh-wee. Um, but they're, they're, they're face up about that part. So, uh, Trump had came out and he had in, like, a, a statement said, I, you know, I found out, you know, the FBI has gone through, you know, my house. They, they had conducted this raid. They even broke into my safe. Um, essentially, they're saying that they've been cooperating this whole time, that there's no need for this. It was unwarranted and it was a weaponization of the FBI. So I remember on the day I was watching some Fox News footage and it was just so crazy to hear these talking heads just pop off, just go off. They're just getting angry. They're like, this is bullshit. Like, FBI is bullshit. I'm, I'm hearing, like, other, um, you know, I don't know, YouTuber motherfuckers, like, what, Steven Crowder or whatever, more or less saying, like, oh, I don't care if we just turn into Nicaragua at this point. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's – people were, were stoking the flames and fire here because they they didn't understand what the FBI was looking for, and they thought that this was just some, you know, abuse of government power. I saw a tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, defund the FBI. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a slay thing. What a slay queen thing to say, boo. Ooh-wee. Maybe, maybe we can get along, huh? Um, because shit, I thought we weren't defunding shit. I thought that was crazy talk. I, I can't believe, I remember Joe Rogan talking how crazy it was that we are t- even talking about defunding the police. And he's, he's talking to, he's, he's I don't know. I don't want to get, I don't want to get in the weeds about Joe Rogan. This is not what it, uh, this article or episode is about, but just so much blow up, so much heated energy going out about this. So that's why they wound up saying, okay, we're going to release it. We're going to show you what we took, what we were looking for. Here's the warrant. So let's see. Some of the documents were, because there were in total, let's see. The document reveals FBI agents removed more than 20 boxes from Trump's resort and residence in Palm Beach, as well as binders of photos, sets of classified government materials, and at least one handwritten note. According to the search warrant receipt, federal agents seized one set of top-secret SCI documents, four sets of top-secret documents, three sets of secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents. Now, I say secret a lot there from that bundle, but it's important to note that those are levels of secrecy. So the top one, secret SCI, I should know what the the acronym means, but I don't. But essentially, like, these are, like, the utmost upper crust things that a president is going to see and look at and have, like, you know, shit to do about. And he took these documents and had these documents on hand, and you should not have these documents on hand. Mind you, that's part of the reason why I told you the layout of the, the whole mansion and all that, like, who can be there, who is there. Um, the Daily did a good episode on this more or less explaining how this is a breach and how grievous it could be because if you're a friend of donald trump whoever you are yada 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 you can be allowed on his premises his premises which these documents are here 
they're not supposed to be here. Also, mind you, something I didn't, I failed to mention, I, you know, forgot because there's a lot of shit to compress into, you know, one episode. But essentially, none of these documents are allowed to be with him. And I know that might sound weird because you're thinking, well, like, what do you mean? Like, these are documents he saw. Like, like shit, if I'm a normal human being, I go to King's Island, I get a brochure, I can take the brochure home, right? Or, like, this is a document from me. Like, uh, it's it's about me, blah, blah, blah. I should have it. But that's not how it works. It's more like, you know, a, a thing that you sign and you see and you push back to the teacher, which goes to the school. I'm using weird analogies here. But more or less, these documents don't belong to Donald Trump. Just because you're the president, it does not mean that you get to own classified information. You just don't. That's not how it works. All this stuff is supposed to go to the National Archive when you leave office. That is how it goes. And a lot of people are trying to play down these this information, like, which is a part of the reason why it needed to be revealed because people are like, who knows what he took with him? It could have just been some simple stuff and you guys are going crazy. Also, uh, a lot of talking heads are saying, but what about Hillary Clinton and Benghazi? That shit, what, what about that? What about what about Hunter Biden's laptop, huh? What about that? Why, why aren't we doing anything about that? And I'm like, what? I don't understand what Hunter Biden's big old penis and his, you know, desire to have a handgun in a Photoshop or photo with him naked and hookers what does it have to do with any of this like that's very odd because none of those people were the president are the president like i get it with hillary clinton like yeah you want to know about you know that whole you know secret email account at her house okay you should have actually prosecuted her maybe donald trump should have weaponized the fbi like he is talking is being done to him you know i don't understand that that part is weird to me i really feel like you should focus on the task at hand and not get on tiktok trying to you know inspire violence because that's just not, it's not going to work. It's not a good idea. I thought you guys learned that in January. That's, it's so strange. It's so odd. But here we are. Um, oh, let's see. Let's, let's, we can dig in a little bit more. Uh, among the items taken, a document about pardoning, pardoning Roger Stone, a staunch Trump ally who was convicted in 2019 of lying to Congress during its probe of Russian meddling in 2016 in the 2016 election, the stone-related material taken from Mar-a-Lago was listed in the warrant receipt as Executive Grant of Clemency R.E. Roger Roger Jason Stone Jr. and then um, material about the President of France. So that was some of the other stuff that was taken. Um, Let's see, this article has a timeline, also Trump's team's response, which uh, a lot of these guys are just big pros at just kind of stirring the pot on, you know, on TV, and, you know, they did their job. Trump's team is very well designed, very well put together. I've also noticed that he likes blondes and brunettes. <laughs> so, you know, Trump's Trump's on his game. He has his team, his staff is good. Uh, they try to throw a little bit of misdirection saying that it's not Trump's fault. This is actually the general service administration's fault that they made a mistake and packed the boxes that got sent to Donald at Mar-a-Lago. They came out with a rebuttal saying that's not our job. It's actually specifically Donald Trump's team or the former president's team, him and his staff. It's on them. So they handled that whole process, not us. So that's bullshit. Um, 
I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more to come. There's going to be more conversation. I'm definitely not covering all of it um, in terms of just the, the, the conversations, the counter conversations to all this bullshit. I do find it interesting, though. I've said this before on the podcast. I do not like talking about Donald Trump, actually. It's just a big nexus conversation. And I feel like when you talk about him, you empower him more, which I think this has done even more so. The right has used this to galvanize people to potentially get out and vote, which at the end of the day is winds, winds up being what matters anyway. Uh, Trump has been holding off on actually officially saying he's running, which I do find funny because I've definitely kind of talked to people and, and listened to kind of some people's opinions. Some people really out there think he's, he wasn't going to run and they thought that this is good, the reason. Like this is for sure galvanizing him, pumping him up enough and his base enough to, to get out and vote and it's going to happen. I think this is always going to happen. He was always going to get out there and run and have a campaign and try to go try to you know get back in the office. But if you have a felony on your jacket, you can't do that. Um, and naturally people are saying, well, this is just some political bullshit to try to stop them. And it's like, well, it, it, it takes time t- for these things to happen. It's not like this is some coincidental conspiracy theory unraveling before you. They have been trying to set this up because they need these documents. It's just a matter of national shit. You know, like this is the wheels of government rolling. Um, and speaking of that, uh, Trump was also in New York. Part of the reason why he wasn't in his estate uh, but, um, I don't have an article for this, but essentially it was like a deposition for Letitia James and more or less about him, like manipulating his numbers for like some Trump stuff or whatever, but essentially he was manipulating his numbers so that it would be better for him on taxes and stuff like that but then also allow him to lower it and stuff to get like loans or no, I think I got it backwards. He can lower it so he can get better loans or lower for taxes and then raise it for loans. I don't know. But essentially that is what he's being accused of. So he sat down for a deposition about it. I believe they asked him about like 400 questions or something. He pled the fifth for all of them except for what his name was. So they told, he said his name. He's like, I'm Donald Day Trump. And uh, I plead the fifth. (laughs) That's why I really didn't want to cover it because it's kind of a nothing burger thing. We'll see if it unfurls with a defamation and then I'll, you know, have a full article talk about about it. But um, we can move on to some of the fallout that took place this week from just the the fervor campaign that was the right saying, this is bullshit. This is crazy. We have to start a civil war we have to uh, we have to get out in the streets we have to stop the fbi <laughs> which, which i'm i'm just staring and i'm just like you you guys cannot do that by the way like did you get do, do you guys remember waco do you remember that because that was a real thing and uh alphabet boys won there you know like <laughs> atf or whatever whoever fbi that shit wound up being way too lit they, they threw a tank at y'all what what do you mean? What are you guys gonna do? Do you really think you can stop? Anyway, we can we can get into some of this fallout, the real fallout, the things that are are happening, not fucking hyper fantasy by these guys on TikTok or wherever they're fucking blah blah blahing on social media. Truth social apparently is popping off, but I got this from. And another reason I wanted to cover this part too is it's local. We love a good local story, don't we, guys? Don't we, gals? Um, but let's talk about it. Man killed by officers after attempted break-in at 
FBI Cincinnati field office. Got this from the Inquirer, Cincinnati.com. So, I was very shocked to see an Ohio man story like this. You know, we have been really catching up to Florida man. I'm not really stoked about it, but it is kind of what it is. So, here we are. And and I'm I'm, going to tell you, if you hear me crack a joke, if you hear me giggle or laugh, I'm sorry. But... This is crazy, and I hate to I hate to say he had it coming, but he had it coming. Anyway, this is about Richard W. Schiffer. This man decided that he was going to answer the call. He was going to fight for Trump. He was going to defend Donald. And um, he took a nail gun, I believe an assault rifle, body armor. He drove his Crown Vic down to the field office in Cincinnati. I believe it was like Sycamore area or something like that. And uh, Sycamore Township, yeah. And um, he attempted to break in, attempted a breach. And it was with the intent of, I believe, killing as many FBI agents as possible. Mind you, I just did the article and that was Mar-a-Lago, Florida. So I'm hearing this and thinking about, I'm like, what is this man's thought process here? Because it's not like you're going to get any documents here. It's not like you're going to shoot King FBI guy or whatever. You know, like, there's, there's, there's no gain here. You're just molding and you're taking it out on people who have nothing to do with it. <laughs> anyway, he didn't, he didn't get in. He didn't get in. And uh, I wish that was where the, the story ended, but it does get worse. Um, he proceeds to flee. Um, like, you know, a shootout is ensuing, um, gets in his car, he's driving, I believe it was on like I-75 or something like that, but they wind, oh, no, I'm sorry, got that way wrong, uh, I-71, and, um, he fled north, but his, uh, Crown Vic didn't get far, um, let's see, let's see, reading through some of the timeline here, there winds up, you know, becoming a standoff. And I think I'm missing his, because he was, he was also throughout the process, I believe he had uh, posted a, um, like a truth on True Social, and I want to find that, maybe if I can. Um, man, that's killing me. But essentially, you know, he winds up being pinned down. He is, they're trying to negotiate with him to, you know, more or less, you know, talk him down so they can just get him arrested. They try to use some non-lethal stuff. That doesn't work, though. And uh, he raises up and they shoot him. And that's the end of Mr. Schiffer, Um, for better or worse. Man, I really wish I could find that. But let's see. Oh, I think I did. I think I found it, guys. All right. Well, I thought I had a way through bulletproof glass, and I didn't. If you don't hear from me, it is true I tried attacking the FBI, and it'll mean either I was taken off the internet, the FBI got me, or they sent the regular cops. Wow. And that's where the tweet just ends, just cuts out. Um, Something that I thought was weird, the prioritization here of the thought is just... I don't think this guy was a millennial, but it's just like, it's definitely like brain rotted as fuck where it's like, yeah, they tried to get me off the internet for this, for this. This is what was so important. Or, you know, they got me 
like I'm, I'm either in jail or I'm fucking dead. Um, and then he just didn't get to finish the thought because it was just over. And he's like, I got to post this. And I clap. I don't know. But um, just weird. It's so fucking silly. Like none of this had to happen. None of this had to transpire. But it is the effect that happens when people on the right. I mean, the same effect can happen on the left, too. Technically, we've covered a story where a guy wound up um, in front of Kavanaugh's house with a gun. And he was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck am I doing here? This is crazy. I can't do this. Um now, granted, I didn't hear any left talking head say, we need to rise up and do something about this. We need to shoot people over Roe v. Wade. The, nah, but that guy just wowed out, had a reactionary thought, and he's like, hold up, hold up. Now, this man, on the other hand, decided to really follow through, and we see the period of that sentence for him. So I would definitely advise people to not do that. Um, I'm going to tell you with you. I'm going to level with you. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, I also think it would be kind of cool and cheeky if we defunded the FBI, okay? Hey, you know, hey, hey, right, left? Look at look at us. Look at us coming together over a thought. That's neat, huh? I wouldn't say we should go about it that way, no. No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's the way. Um, I also don't really feel like the FBI here is doing anything wrong. They are being an arm of the government and not in a way that, like, it's dark Brandon, it's dark Joe Biden. It is simply the this is supposed to happen when you take something that you're not supposed to take from the White House, you know, so maybe we could just chill out. Maybe we just be cool. You know, let's just let things unfold because, uh, you know, doubling back on the whole Trump thing. I, I don't even think there's going to be real jail time for him or anything like this. This is just them conducting, you know, the warrant like they made the warrant for a reason. They had to do this and. You know, we'll see what the fallout is. You know, probably he's gonna like they're gonna take him to trial over this, and like maybe he, you know, he does get slapped with like a felony charge. But like, I think you can not serve jail time for this and potentially even get just a big old fine. So you know, it's it's not that deep. <laughs> also, I think I always find it interesting too is like people are so addicted to the cult of personality that is Donald Trump at this point. But like, you have clear perfect alternatives like. This is so perfect for someone like a Ron DeSantis because he just gets to kind of say, yeah, this is so fucked up. Like, the FBI is being really crazy. What? What? It's crazy. In my backyard, y'all wild for this. But it's super keen and very smart that he didn't really mention Trump by name when he's making these little comments and statements and tweets or whatever. Like, because isn't he such a great alternative? Isn't he standing up for the same things? You know, he seems like a perfectly applicable, you know, candidate, only he's just an actual factual politician, for better or worse, I guess. But I think there will always be a type of person to fill the void, especially after the spectacle that was 2016 and Donald Trump. So, you know, why why back a loser, huh? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But hey, they'll do what they do. Um, We can move on here. Um, we're still in the Trump sphere though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just a lot and we are almost out of it and then I'll let you go. But I mean, we do have one more thing that's not Trump related, but like, you know, we, we just had to, we had to get through this. Um, got this from the AP Iranian operative charged in plot to murder John Bolton. So John Bolton is, was a former U S national security advisor for Donald Trump, you know, his administration, 
he's been described as like a hawkish member um and essentially that means like they want war and uh a term a term i'm glad i learned because it's it's one of those things where i initially just associated with the right um but hawks are on the left and right you know i've been um this is a bit of a tangent but i've been listening to uh i listened to season two of blowback i finally finished that uh i've probably talked about this before on the podcast but it is an amazing podcast series two guys just more or less dissect just big moments in you know our government international history and they just really get into the guts of it and they show you just stuff that you can actually see like on a timeline and and hear actual conversations and just really tell it to you. So essentially, they they covered the Cuban Missile Crisis, but essentially just our whole relationship to Cuba, kind of from A to where we are now, and just do an amazing, great job. But what I'm getting at here is a point that they made is just that someone like you know John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, these are people who I grew up thinking were just like true blue, great democratic people to look up to, and. When you get into the grid of it, though, they have this thing that's the exact same as the right, where it's like, no, we need to be colonizers. We need to be militarily oppressive to people and do just whatever needs to be done. And to me, that is what a war hawk is. That's someone who is coming into a situation saying, how do we blow this up for America? How do we fucking blow this spot up for America? What do we get out of this? What is the treasure bounty? Do we make them a client state to us? What is it? How do we get them? If not, you know, how do we stop them from, you know, having things? Because that, that's what they deserve. Like, so that that's me. That's what a war hawk is. That's my description of it. And this John Bolton guy is a, a, a hawkish guy. But essentially, he was very much anti-Iran and... He pushed for, you know, just the administration to, like, keep their foot on their neck. And um, it led to, who is this, uh, Qasim Soleimani, who is who was the head of the uh, Revolutionary Guard Elite Quids Force. Um, they describe it a little bit in this article. He is an architect of Tehran's proxy wars in the Middle East, and he was killed as he traveled from Baghdad's international airport in January of 2020. This was a, you know, a thing that Trump greenlit, came out and talked about. Um, it was a really big deal. And, you know, this is a guy who's really pushing for it. So essentially, Sharam Porsafi, who I believe is 45, um, no relation to Mr. 45, President 45, but... He was trying to assassinate John Bolton, like, as an act of retaliation for this. And it looks like that didn't fall, uh, it didn't work out. And also, I I believe it was, there was another target that he wanted after Bolton, but this all kind of, you know, came unraveled and, you know, didn't work out. But essentially, charges have been filed against this man. Now, granted, he's not you know, in America or anything like that. So it's not like they can just arrest him today and, you know, yada, 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 throw, you know, charges at him. But essentially it's upping the stakes saying this guy, you know, we want him, you know, and honestly, who knows, he might get drone striked or some shit, you know, in a year or so and and someone's going to be taking credit for it. But 
Um, he's on the menu now for that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we can kind of describe what, he, you know, some of the stuff he went through the process. But essentially, uh, Prasafi wanted to hire a guy to, like, take photos, I guess, of Bolton, like, where Bolton, like, did his day-to-day stuff, some of his routine. Um, that man then, I think, went to the FBI because he felt like it was, like, suspicious or, or, like, when he escalated more questions or the things that he wanted. Uh, but essentially, I think they got him in touch with a man um, who he was going to hire, like, $30,000, I think, to do the job. And this guy was, like, an informant or, like, someone who was tied to the FBI, you know, thing where I guess we're trying to defund right now. <laughs> But we're also using to, you know, defend people who, you know, help Trump and push Trump's policies. I don't know. It's really crazy. It's what a, what an entanglement we're in. But essentially, this whole thing, you know, was diffused. Um, and, you know, now he's more or less, you could, I guess you could say, on the run. Uh, we'll see how that unfolds. You know, Iran has more or less, I don't really think they're going to be, you know, compliant and be like, oh, yeah, we'll just turn them over for you. Um, now granted Bolton has this kind of, I guess a little bit of another tangent, but Bolton has criticized, you know, Biden for trying to come to the table to talk about the nuclear deal. Cause part of the, the whole putting the foot on the throat was us putting sanctions on Iran and not coming to negotiate a nuclear deal with them so they could have these kind of things. And we're like, no, you can't have these things because you'll make nuclear weapons and then you'll be a threat and you'll be super bad. Um, and we are like, okay, but we've kind of talked about it. Like, Iran has just found a way around these kind of things. Like, the sanctions are like, yeah, this fucking sucks, but we'll make it work. And because we're making it work, well, then why the hell would we stop making nuclear weapons? And so at least I feel like the Biden administration at this point has kind of realized, well, we should at least maybe try to talk now because maybe if we can at least get a handle on this, we can maybe curb the amount that they get or curb what they're doing and like give them something and more incentive to like not do this at all, maybe diffuse it. Who knows? Maybe a little bit pipe dream thinking at this point, but um, yeah. Wanted to kind of get in there, give you some coverage there. Oh man, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. I know I'm kind of just swirling and twirling here, but we got one more article to go through. I'm going to take my last little break. Let's see. Let's see here. We're going to talk about Salman Rusty. And we're back. <coughs> but are we really back? <coughs> That's always the question. Sui. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Ooh. Uh, I got this from CNN US. Authorities identify a suspect who attacked author Salman Rushdie at Western New York event. So this is actually, you know, really fucking sad that, you know, a man who's just an author, um, I mean, you can say, you know, controversial or not, 
Um, I'm learning, you know, a little bit about him. I've heard his name before, just like listening to, I believe, like stuff like last podcast, stuff like that. Oops, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, but essentially, man has made some like, you know, very interesting books, very cool books. Uh, some big notables was Midnight's Children, but uh, a bigger one that really put him on the map for better or worse in some circles was The Satanic Verses. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a quick Wikipedia rundown of what that book was. Uh, the Satanic Verses is the fourth novel of British Indian writer Salman Rushdie, first published in September 1988. The book was inspired by the life of Islamic prophet Muhammad. As with his previous books, Rushdie used magical realism and relied on contemporary events and people to create his characters. So, that description of the book, if you know anything about Islamic religion or Muslim, you know, religion. No, no, no. I'm saying it's not here. But depictions of the Prophet Muhammad are very touchy. You're definitely not allowed to make any kind of physical uh, description. And you're definitely not supposed to do it in any kind of defamatory way. That's just a huge no no. And then any kind of literature of the like, big no no. You can't do. Don't do. So, Salman Rushdie doing what he did in making this book was just a big thumb in the eye to that. And people were very upset. Uh, you know, in this article they talk about, there was a whole fatwa, you know, issued against him. And, you know, people want this man dead. They they want to hurt him. They want him dead. And that's, that's a scary thing to just off of the weight of the words you wrote in a book that is literally not fiction. You know, it's non, it, I'm sorry, it's nonfiction. I said not fiction, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, nonfiction. This isn't real. It's, it's not claimed to be. And you are taking it as an affront to you, to your religion. And you're saying, I need to do something. And sadly, uh, let's see, Hadi Matar, 24 years old, apparently wanted to do something about it. And he ran on stage. And he was, and I believe this takes place in Chattatuqua Institution. It's in Western New York. And he comes up with a knife. And people, I guess, uh, they could initially see there wasn't really, I believe, any words exchanged. But he rushes the stage. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm filming it raw. I'm burping all the time. Um... But he rushes the stage and just assaults Rushdie. And I believe the another person who was there was also hurt. But they were able to, you know, other people were able to also get on stage and stop it, break it up. So he wasn't, you know, the, the suspect wasn't able to run. Macha wasn't able to run. So he was um, apprehended, arrested. I, I believe he is going to be charged with attempted murder. I think that came out like today. But Rusty was on a ventilator on Friday evening and he could not speak. Uh, let's see, there's a quote. Um, Salman will likely lose one eye. The nerves in his arm were severed and his liver was stabbed and damaged. So that's that's not a good you know, reports. Uh, he's seventy-five-year-old man. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot to take. Uh, once again, this is all over books. It's all over literature. Like, it's crazy. It's fucked up. 
it's really sad to hear you know i get it as a person who was very religious uh, during a point in his life like i understand the passion and the conviction you know that you have over defending your way of life like it is a part of who you are you know like religion is important i don't i never want to sit here and, and like bad mouth it to that degree but i do believe that it is on people when you take that and you warp that into something that you use as violence like that's not holy like you're not doing what you think you're doing I, I think it is much better to just be open-minded and let people breathe and be in the space and let your actions speak for you. Let your actions speak for your religion and people will be moved enough by that and then maybe do something. Or they won't, but either way, it's your path, not theirs. I, I always think that's so, so bizarre when people get so wrapped up and so convicted in what they do that they want to impose that on others, you know? Some fucked up shit. Um, um, you know, definitely hope that he has the best recovery possible. Um, shit, man, we're rooting for it. Um, fuck that shit though. Don't don't be weird, guys. Don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. Um, but uh, I had a good time. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, if you'd like to help and support the podcast, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Isaiah News. Every dollar helps. Also, $5 gets you newsy, newsy coverage, newsy access. There you go. That's the, that's the phrase I'm looking for. That's how I'm getting you in. Uh, you get a Discord that you can talk to me anytime. I'll be here. We can wrap it up. We can talk. I'm just right here. I get that shit. Boom, boom, boom. That's a pipeline to me. Uh, let's see. Also, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Like the lovely Stephanie Renee. You know, if she ever wants to, if she can literally right now, if she wanted to, she could be like Isaiah. I want you to talk about blah, blah, and I will cover that on Saturday and Sunday. I will talk about blah, blah, or maybe Friday, you know? I will just be here for that. That's what I, I want to do that. And, um, you know, or she wants to plug something. I got you, Steph. Boom, 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 boom. So you could be like Queen, Queen Renee or not, you know, hey, live your life. Uh, I do have, what is it, um, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com, any kind of feedback. Also... Um, you can catch me on the internet. I mean, I'm very, I'm painfully online. It's not hard to find me. Like, please don't be weird or anything like that. But I, I do appreciate talking about news. I appreciate talking about you uh, and, and everything in between. So like, you know, I'm not trying to get parasocial or anything, but like definitely hit me up. You know how, you know how to hit all the podcasts, you know how to hit me up. I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here. Um, but I love you. I will see you soon for some Oregon news. I hope. Anyway, love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.